Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. Oh, and I am positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credentialed media folks who bring you Clipper stuff. I mean, as often as we can. Five days a week during free agency, probably. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, we're still waiting on Reggie over here. uh, Nervous. It feels weird. (laughs) Getting a little bit nervous making. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. There's some possible landing spots. uh, And then we're also going to talk about there was new news on sort of how close things came with the Clippers on the DeMar DeRozan deal, which is exciting-ish. Uh, anyways, it's, it, we're going to talk about it. Uh, it could also have some ripple effects on the Reggie signing. So it's a lot of Reggie stuff. Uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit about some third center options. We haven't heard anything on Patterson boogie. We're going to evaluate a couple of candidates, uh, and talk about that. And then we're joined by Chris Manning of lack of locked on Cavs. He's going to talk to us about Jason Preston. And then in shavings, we're going to talk about the summer league roster, uh, kind of, don't really know who's on it yet, technically, but we assume some rookies are playing. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about what we're hoping to see. Obviously, we'll have some Jason Preston stuff earlier in the show, but we're going to talk a little bit about Keon and our expectations. And then Brandon Boston, who we have not really talked about a whole lot. We're also going to talk about sort of our outlook on him uh, for the summer league. So all that and more coming up right about now. You are locked on Clippers. Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, so welcome to Waiting on Reggie, plus uh, other free agent stuff. Um, We mentioned that Kemba has been bought out, uh, and now he's on the Knicks. That basically leaves the Celtics and the Pelicans as the only kind of potential Reggie suitors, right? Like, we're diving right into it, but I, I can't really see any other teams who are kind of in play at this point. Yeah, yeah, I I think that's I think that's accurate. And like we let's the Demar Derozan thing kind of I guess ties into this because Chris Haynes said that the Clippers were on their way to Demar Derozan's house to try and get a deal done, but Demar's agent called them to tell them thanks but no thanks, which. Kind of weird. Like, as far as a sign-and-trade goes, the Clippers have to basically not keep Reggie. There'd have to be more room made. So, like, you can't keep Reggie and do a sign-and-trade. Like, do we think, now that we know how much DeMar DeRozan costs, which was a whole bunch, like, the Clippers would have had to do a a myriad of things to get him on the team. Do we think Reggie was presented with this opportunity? Or, like, does this maybe affect the negotiations? Like, I'm not sure how this really affects it. So... I mean, like, if things are really as close as this report kind of leads me to believe, like, they're actually, um, you know, on the way, I hope that this didn't get broached with Reggie, to to be perfectly honest. Uh, Especially because, you know, they didn't even have, if if they didn't even have an official sit-down, I don't think that this was worth, you know, even, like, in, like, giving any sort of doubt about the Clippers' uh, future with Reggie Jackson uh, in regards to him. And... Look, it's like I said last episode. To me, this DeRozan stuff, this was this was kind of a play. I mean, we see an agent I, how often a, yeah. I, we see this every free agency. Somebody's like, "Oh, I would definitely be willing to take a discount to, to go to a contender," and some of them do. But a lot of times, <laughs> you're just able to negotiate a better deal. And especially yeah. like if you're in a period of of your career where where Namar is, um, where you know he's certainly gotten overlooked uh, from sort of his, you know all-star status there yeah. for the he still for the he had like maybe and... one of his best seasons last year too like he yeah, was yeah yeah he wasn't worth 
you know, maybe as much as they got from, but like the salary is probably fair. Like the Clippers I think the could salary, really only I, offer the MLE unless there was like, there's some scenarios where like Kawhi could have taken a pay cut on his contract to help keep Reggie. But like all of that just feels like way too much. And if you're Kawhi, why would you take a pay cut? But yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think that this was a negotiating tactic and, and it was, you know, very effective. And I mean, he might've entertained these offers, but like we just, we couldn't have gotten anywhere close to that number. Uh, and I mean, unless you involve Reggie, but I hope for like the team's sake and for like some show of loyalty for a team that, you know, I mean, has had its ups and downs uh, from sure. a front office perspective with players in that regard. <laughs> I really hope that they didn't broach the subject of this because I mean, look, that's it, it's not a good look to me. Yeah, he's PG's like best friend. They share an agent. It's a very much, uh, you know, the term like brotherhood gets thrown around in locker rooms and sports all the time. But you, we all saw the, the Reggie interview where he's crying and stuff like that. Like, I, I, I'm on the same page with you for sure. Does it just seem like the Clippers are like, it feels like the Clippers are just hoping Reggie doesn't sign any of the other offers he gets. Like, we mentioned the Celtics. They have a bunch of point guards. Um, Not but, really, though. Oh, yeah, the kind of tweeners. Justin Lerner also pointed out on Twitter. Hello, Justin Lerner, if you're listening. He's a Boston College alum. So yes. there might be some weird connection there with the city and stuff like that. Um, but I don't know, like if he comes to the Clippers, he's effectively starting, right? Like it just, the fit is so good with the Clippers. <laughs> I'm just trying to not, I'm trying to will this not into existence. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the fit is really good. I mean, the number that we can offer him is still pretty reasonable. It's just, can they sell Reggie on, on a bigger role in the Celtics? I mean, they mm-hmm. could move smart to the bench. Uh, and start him next to Josh Richardson. Uh, I mean, Richardson's shooting will have to, like, take a jump from, like, it'll have to be better from three if he's going to be playing off ball, uh, which I think is, if you're playing Reggie with another guard, kind of where you want him, although Reggie can, you know, can spot up. But I just... The Celtics thing maybe makes me a little (laughs) bit nervous now just because of the DeMar news. I'm kind of like, well... Yeah. uh, if he had wind of a sign and trade, I, I just don't know how that affects your feelings on, on re-signing, especially if someone can offer you a similar role on what is, if healthy, likely, you know, a, a contender team Definitely. in the East. Um, so I don't know, man, this all it just feels a little tense, me. right? Like we're recording this at like five 30 on Wednesday and it just feels a little more tense than like an hour ago. <laughs> and, and maybe like, I, I'm a little bit foolish for this, but I mean, it is for sure. Reggie's first chance to really explore free agency. Absolutely. And he earned it. But I kind of thought that this was going to be maybe the first of the deals to get done. Like I thought we might yeah. get this one done maybe before the Batum one. Oh, Although yeah. there, was, there was some unofficial word of a of kind of a handshake agreement between the front office and Batum before we were even done with the. Yeah. Um, well, we all wait with bated breath on what Reggie Jackson is going to decide. We, all, we Everyone listening to this definitely hopes he stays with the Clippers. Now let's kick around some third center options. So, I like it. Boogie is technically, I'm 90% sure, uh, an unrestricted free agent. We've heard no news on Patrick Patterson. We effectively have two centers on the team that are playable. Well, and can I interject for one moment here? Because yes. isn't it technically uh, a second center, considering Zoo's situation, or possibly a first? As we Surge. still yeah, don't cause... know, we still don't know what Surge's availability oh, is going to be opening night. That is a very good call. He did just post something where he's he's doing another cooking show, so maybe the back is healthy enough to cook. Hopefully, healthy enough to play basketball. But that's a very good point. This could be, 
the second string center for all we know. Um, this could be the starting center. <laughs> so Oturu is unplayable. I mean, unless he has a killer camp and a killer summer league. Um, Aaron Baines was waived by the Raptors. He was bad last year, but yeah. was he worse than Oturu and Patrick Patterson? So I think it's just the health is a concern. Um, yeah. As a regular season signing, I'm, I'm not mad at it. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is purely like you're soaking up minutes. I think that Patterson, the better shooter. Uh, For sure. Baines, the better, Baines is the better defender. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which might go more with the Clippers' identity next year. Like, I'm not sure how much we can bank on, like, oh, well, Patterson's going to come in and hit three out of five threes and up that three-point percentage. Would um, you, uh, you, a noted Aaron Baines hater, <laughs> would you get the jersey? I would not get the jersey, but I don't buy jerseys. I can't wear jerseys. I'm a tall, skinny If he guy. starts for the Clippers on an opening night of the 21-22 to 22 season – Will I get a jersey? jersey? You ha- get, no, you you have to buy the jersey. I'll get a jersey, a shirt jersey. I'm not getting okay. an authentic. I'm not dropping the bucks on that expensive of a joke. Um, Ken Birch is another potential ad who could maybe soak up minutes. Um, another Raptors guy, 12 and seven when he played for the Raptors last season. Seems better than Aaron Baines. A lot of people were talking about him on Twitter. Um, wouldn't be mad at that. He's a you know he's not on a team right now. Um, but would we be upset if we just ran back Boogie and Pat Pat like? How does how do we feel if we literally just run everything back? Ken Birch also, before I say that, does kind yeah. of excite me. I just don't know that we can can we get it done with with the the amount of money that we have to play. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, I have no idea what his range will be. Um, it, it, I mean, unless he's not interested on like a the retooling kind of Raptors. Mm-hmm. You know, once again, we do have role. Yeah, we, uh, we, hey, we got space. Um, but yeah, running it back with like. Boogie and Pat Pat, are we okay with that being those two guys being our third center? You know what I mean? Like, it kind of feels like they're splitting time. Yeah, I mean, like, what it comes down to is both of these guys are largely unplayable in the 16 <laughs> games that are the most important. Uh, but as regular season oh, options... <laughs> <laughs> but as regular season options, I mean, is Boogie just, like, for what we have to spend, like he's got to be one of the better options out there, right? Like he's yeah. good in the locker room. Um, you know, we found ways to make him effective. Uh, you know, a lot of this is also going to come down to me on, on what the availability of Serge and zoo is right. Yeah. Like which, if, again, if we're we reasonably no certain that, you know, come summer, uh, those guys are going to be ready to go again. Um, you know, I, I'm feeling a little bit better about just running it back with the Patterson boogie kind of core. Yeah. If we're not going to have one of the two, it's not going to like, that's just not going to cut the mustard. We're going to need to get something else. Yeah, definitely. Um, and also I'm still holding out for Ubre at this point. I think that'd be a good deal. I don't know how much money he's going to want, but who quiet, knows? all quiet on the Ubre front. <laughs> yes. You know, our favorite novel here at locked on Clippers. Um, coming up, we're going to be joined by locked on Cavs host and, um, Ohio University uh, host Chris Manning to hear about why Jason Preston was a good pick for the Clippers. But first, we got to give a shout out to Built Bar. Uh, Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. Uh, if you don't know the Built Bar flavors, you're missing out. They got coconut, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, double chocolate, mint brownie, raspberry, and sherry barcia. My favorite flavor right now is mint brownie. I kind of go in phases between uh, orange and mint brownie. You know, one's a little healthier because it's orange, I guess. If you want to try all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two 
of each of the nine flavors, which is a good time. Surprise yourself every day. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're also healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Bet you didn't know that Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. It's pretty cool. Uh, right now, go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Okay. Hello, Clippers fans. As promised, we are going to be talking Jason Preston today. We're getting a Jason Preston pep talk from Ohio Zone and Locked On Cavs yeah, Zone. Right. Chris Manning. Thank you so much for joining us, Chris. Look, this is more fun than talking about the Cavs. This is more fun than <laughs> breaking out. Like, I get to talk about Jason Preston, the pride of Ohio University. <laughs> this, this, is a, this is a treat. This is an absolute treat. So you watched Jason Preston for three years, mm-hmm. you mentioned. Uh, you are an alum of University of Ohio. Ohio University. Hey, oh, Ohio University. Me. Ohio University. The hey, Ohio yeah. University. Oh. That's right. That's right. Not on <laughs> the Ohio. It's the Ohio University. If, uh, if you really want to endear yourself to just you can get a laugh, there's a picture of the Ohio mascot like running up behind Brutus the Buckeye when OU like went to Columbus for a big check in football and he's just beating the crap out of Brutus. It's a good time. Well, that's always a good time. So what makes you excited we're going to talk about what makes you excited about and why should Clippers fans be hyped what do you think makes Jason Preston so great I think he's just an incredibly smart creative passer um college basketball as I as people know can be sort of clunky it can be sort of like sort of risk adverse in a lot of ways like it's so often that you see a guy like play in college and then like he'll go into a more modern system or college system and look way better just because like the spacing's better and everything works better but and Preston had that like I don't think Ohio's offense where like he was sometimes like operating out of like the the elbow and I'm like why is your really good point guard like like (laughs) kind of doing like a mid post up here to set up your offense but like he's an incredible passer uh, has really good vision is, is constantly making these like really highlight level plays just has a really, really good feel for the game. He's like a little, he's maybe like a little small right now. Definitely needs some kind of bulking up to do and adjust. Like there's going to be an NBA adjustment from for sure. But if you're looking at a guy that like clearly popped at the, at the mid-major level, had a really good passing, had a really, really good feel for the game and just like thinks through the game at a really high level. Like that is what Preston is. Um, and he just, he's a, like, I, I don't like always love describing guys like this, but that, guy, that dude's a gamer. Like go back, you can find Illinois. When Ohio played in Illinois last year. I just watched those Illinois. highlights. He, he played against he just, AO. Like he, he's incre- he, he was, was kind of doing whatever he wanted. Yeah, he was absolutely incredible in that game. And then in the tournament, like even there was games where like he was getting slowed. He was getting kind of, uh, not really getting everything he wanted. Like he was still finding ways to like, impact the game in a positive way. Like, that is just what he does. Um, I, I was very sure that even if like there is a learning curve for him and like, I, I have like an, I think the ideal path for him is, is in some way, like go to a good organization and a good team, like the Clippers that has like stability, right? Like, and maybe the Kawhi transition here helps in some ways, maybe it doesn't, I don't know, but if he can get like some G league time, get a little yeah. time to figure it out and adjust, like there's a clear NBA player here in my mind. I'm definitely biased. I will like readily admit that <laughs> I, sure. I was just rooting for him to succeed. But um, I do think that like he just he he knows and thinks about the game at a very, very, very high level and can back it up with how skilled he is. Yeah, I, I read some draft profiles of him because I admittedly didn't know a whole bunch about him before the Clippers drafted him. Um, and one of the faults that I saw a couple times was that he is uh, unselfish to a fault, which I think if you're such a good passer, like he seems to be, that might not be the worst fault as someone coming into a, a team that kind of already has a bunch of guards on it. 
Yeah, I, I think when you watched him in college, one of the things he would do at times was like he would try to get um, he would really try to get other guys involved. Like some of the other guys, well, he would try to get them threes. He would try to get them easy buckets. Like I think there are times where he could have definitely been more aggressive and trying to take over games, but he's like just so creative as a passer and so just sort of instinctual for when guys are going to be open. And I think sometimes he just can't help himself. Um, Richard Stamen from um, Locked on NBA Draft, when I talked to him, I was like just asking our NBA Draft guys, like, hey, what do you think of Preston? He was like, he's kind of like budget, like budget Dollar Tree LaMelo. Like, okay, that's I was watching like his playing... highlights today. He kind of yeah. has the same release. Like, he has that, uh-huh. what I'm calling the new shot, where it looks like yeah, it takes half a yeah. second. And it's yeah, like it's just like their, a flick, yeah. They're all stronger than I was at that time, yeah. apparently, with yeah. basketballs. Um, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> um, so he's he's got, like, a little bit of that in his game. But I also, I I think he's... He's just he I think he just sees stuff and he's just like, I can't I can't not pass the ball here. Like, I yeah, can't, like if a guy's open, he's just like, OK, like that's the right play. And like I there there I certainly I think you would expect guys to maybe go more alpha and try to score or whatever. But like that's just not his DNA as a player, I don't think. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I, I mean, offensively, it's fantastic. I'm looking at his numbers now. His three point shot shot 40 um, percent. It seems like the three point shot. I like the percentage there. The free throw percentage is kind of troubling. He shot like 60% from the line. He doesn't seem to draw a lot of fouls, which I'm not really that worried about. Um, yeah. And what his role is going to be for most likely Agua Caliente. Um, where is he best used? Is he just best used as a floor general? Like in the summer league, which the Clippers play summer league on the ninth, and there has not been a, a roster released. I can only assume that Jason Preston will be a part of it. Um, is he just best used as a, just like I said, a pure floor general? Yeah, I think like he's gonna be a guy that takes a little time. Like the free throw, sh- I, I have a hard time wondering about the free throw shooting just because he did. So he did have COVID last year and like missed some time. Oh wow, okay, Damn. yeah. So he like there was like a couple of weeks where like everyone else was like worried about like NBA stuff, and I was like going through like the three people that cover Ohio athletics for like the student <laughs> organizations, like trying to find out like if he was gonna play or not because I'm yeah. I'm a nut. Um, but he uh he I I I tend to think he'll be okay. The, the free throw shooting definitely like would lead you to think that. Um, he like it, the shot might be a little bit of a project, but like, I think considering like, this is a guy that was like, not at all a factor in high school. Like his development curve is just so like bizarre. Oh, so Steve. Right. Like weird. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone is, I'm sure like he, you know, went like was posting his highlights on Twitter, got like two scholarships, went to Ohio. The coach that he ended up sitting under Jeff Bowles was like the, not even the coach that offered him a scholarship. That coach had gotten like fired and then Bowles comes in and like he really succeeds. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, it's like not nothing is normal, right? Like nothing here is normal. I kind of like, like that. He, I kind of yeah. like that he didn't go yeah. from like elite prep school to elite college to, you know, sign with an agent, go to the yeah. team where the agent goes. Like, I like that he had this rockiness that he was absolutely he wasn't yeah. not going to make the NBA, it feels like. Right. He he's he has all this stuff like bet on yourself on Twitter. Like he has like the very clear like athlete speak, but I <laughs> yeah. think he just sort of like actually believes it in a way that is like maybe a little higher. And I think like he's a guy that I want to see what he looks like with a year of like an NBA strength program, yes. a year of like NBA development work, a year of like maybe like some uh, it's like Agua Caliente is the Clippers G League yeah. team. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I know that, but I do. But uh <laughs> like he gets to go play there, gets to and gets to like get some reps and like you know, maybe learn like learning. I I think like Ty is like a head coach for him. If Ty, if Ty is willing to like take this year without Kawhi and like do some player development work and kind of seed this seed some things for the future, like Preston's a guy that I think could learn a lot from Ty. And I think he's going to like love a coach like Ty. Like his his favorite player is Chris Paul. He loves that kind of stuff. And Ty yeah. is like old NBA point guard, thinks of the game in a certain way. 
I think him and Preston are going to vibe in, in a real clear way. Um, I, I think you just see what he looks like in a year, but I, th- I think definitely like floor general type can hit some threes. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he gets, I, I think the key will just like, how can he get stronger? Can he kind of handle some of the, the bruising that is going to come from like being a point guard in the NBA because you still have to navigate screens a little bit differently. Like it's just going to be a different athleticism for him. But like, I, I want to see what he looks I think in a year we'll kind of have a clear idea of this right now. I think you put him in, he could probably play like some okay backup point guard minutes to start. Yeah, it kind of seems like if we were forced to, it'd be kind of third string type thing. And you look at his, I mean, you know, even from two, he shot 58% on twos, which is still pretty damn good for someone who's that skinny, even in college and stuff like that. Yeah, he's got good feel in like a little floater game. Um, he's got good finishing instincts. Like he doesn't, again, he's not the strongest guy, but he kind of makes up for it with his ability to navigate. Like he's never going to try and like, he knows that he's not going to like dunk on someone's head, right? Like he, right. he's not going to try to do something silly and try athleticism his way out of situations. He's, he's craft to, to the extreme of, of how he approaches things. So yeah, he's, he's really, really skilled. I like want to see him like, like I, I bet you if him and Zubach ran like some pick and roll, he would just oh, like, yeah. <laughs> he, he would figure out the pocket pass to zoo. And like, even if like the rest of his game was a problem to start, like, I think there's just going to be stuff he's going to be able to do because he's just naturally kind of skilled in that way. And we've talked about a lot about the offensive side of the ball. What about the other side of the ball? Cause that's a, you know, that's kind of a something, you know, the Clippers team identity, uh, we we tried to do Clamp City like two years ago. That didn't work out at all. Horrible name anyway. Um, yeah, you know, you try. Yeah. How is he on the defensive side of the ball? I think he's got good instincts. I think he the, the thinking way of the game is there. I think the biggest key is that he's not like an A-plus athlete. Right. Um, he He's a little small right now, but I think he's a guy that, if again, like I think if you like you look at him, he he looks like skinny. Like, I don't okay. know what he's it's yeah, the, okay. It's so the big hair. As someone who yeah. has very curly hair when it gets big and is a skinny person, you look even skinnier when yeah. there's so a lot of top he, weight up there. Yeah. So he looks like really skinny. I'm gonna like he's listed at uh he's six four, so like he has good height, but he it I, says one eighty seven on sports. I don't know if I buy, I don't know if I believe that to be I honest don't with you. know about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I buy that or not. Um, but he's six seven or sorry, he's six four, one eighty, like let's just say one eighty. But like yeah. I think if you put muscle on him and he kind of just gets stronger, especially if he develops like a like his legs particularly look really lean to me. Yeah. I think if he gets a better base, he's gonna he's got like he's not like small height wise in in uh, maybe he, I would like to see what he measured, maybe measured at the combat. I didn't see that. But if he's like let's say six two, six four in shoes, like mm-hmm. he's big enough and smart enough where I think if you get some muscle on him and his his body really does develop in in a way that matters, I, I think he's gonna be in a really good spot. I'm excited. Clippers fans are pretty hyped up. I mean, you look at, you know, 15, seven and seven that I think for his cumulative college stats and you see a guy that finds ways to be impactful. Like the fact that he, you know, we talked about how slight he was. The fact that he can rebound so well for that size is pretty impressive as well. Yeah. And I, th- I think just if you're looking at second round bets, second round right. draft picks often to work. Preston might not work. It's totally plausible that he, you know, is like playing overseas in a couple of years or whatever. But like, I think if you're going to bet, um, on someone i feel like i would bet on i'm bi- again i'm biased but i would bet on the guy that's like really smart was willing to put in the work and is is gonna scrap his like i would just kind of bet on this type of guy and i'll be i'm really curious to see him at summer league i just want to see like I'm how so he translates hard, yeah. to like what like that speed of the game is going to be different like there's going to be a leap and what he looks like there will just be again like assuming he, you you mentioned they have another roster yeah assuming he like is on the roster would you think he would be like i i what he looks like in that kind of environment will be really fun but i it's, it's the kind of guy if you have a second round pick i i get betting on him even if like it seems like the scouting reports had him anywhere from like 
in the forties to like some people had him like outside the top six or whatever, whatever. I, I think this is the kind of guy I would bet on hundred percent. That's a good call. Well, Chris, thank you so much for breaking this down for Clippers fans. Um, you also mentioned before we started, you might actually be getting a Clippers uh, Preston Jersey. Maybe that's, that's true. So people aren't <laughs> seeing this on video, but I have this. So we're, uh, I guess like, let's just say there are some locked on. I don't, well, it's locked. Maybe locked the Clippers doing well. We haven't talked about this, but like, there's going to be some, let's say video expansion Mm -hmm. across the network. I have this little white space on my wall. There may in fact be a, uh, people should tweet me at CWM rights and tell me what color Clippers jersey (laughs) I should buy, because I'm going to put a Preston one on my wall. looks like he's wearing number 17. Yeah. I think is the, is the photo I saw. Mm -hmm. Um, Is someone wearing zero for the Clippers? I don't think so. I know that uh, Keon's wearing 45, which is interesting. Okay. But okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's just maybe 17 is like his actual favorite number or something. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Numbers are weird. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I may be getting age if, uh, you know, if I get a little Preston jersey and people be confused, but I'll be like, you know, I mean, when, you know, when, when you go to a small, smaller college, mid major college, and your NBA claims to fame are, the, are him, Maurice Andor had a cup of coffee with the Knicks <laughs> and Nick Kellogg who is Clark Kellogg's kid and was a video coordinator with the Milwaukee Bucks who just won an NBA title. Um, those are my, the NBA claims to attachment you can get for your alma mater. You get that um, jersey. Gonna, you, you get the jersey. You don't think twice about it. No. I have multiple group texts with friends from college who are like, <laughs> we've talked about what Clippers gear we're going to buy. I have a friend who's a Celtics fan who is like, <laughs> like I don't want to buy a Clippers jersey, but I might have to buy a Preston one because that's just that's the vibe. And I'm going to put that up on, on my wall just because it'll, look, it'll definitely look cool in the little uh, Ohio University little magic there for me. It's better vibes than like... I don't know. Like, I'm not going to buy like, like what's like the most random Cavs jersey I could buy. If you're, if you're looking on the outside, like was like Damian Dotson. Yeah. That would be a big, like, you know, like, am I going to, am I going to get a Jetty Osmond jersey? I'm I'm probably not going to, I'm probably not going to do that. You know, that's a good call. Well, Chris, uh, thank you so much. We'll have to do an episode when the Cavs and Clippers meet either in the regular season or who knows, maybe in the NBA finals. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Look, uh, let's, let's, you know, it's the Darius Garland, Jason Preston showdown in the finals. We've all been waiting. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it, it would be a vibe. But no, it's a pleasure. And uh, keep enjoying Tai Lu. Oh, we absolutely will. Um, we thank you so much, Chris. Coming up, we're going to be talking maybe the Clippers summer league roster if it ever gets announced. But first, got to give a shout out to Rock Auto. As we all know, with the ever increasing number of makes and models, it's almost impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why under often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, why are you wearing that Jason Preston Clippers jersey? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand the warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new car carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on, and they're how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Okay, so we're back, and we're talking shavings. Basically, we're just going to be talking about what is going on with the Clippers Summer <laughs> League schedule. Same thing that's going on with Zoo and Serge's injury. We don't know. <laughs> um, we got first games in less than a week. It's on, it's on the 9th. Um, Look, we know that the rookies are probably going to be on there, right? I got to imagine Keon Johnson's going to be on there, um, as well as Jason Preston and Brandon. But like, I don't. We just let's safely assume that all the rookies are on there. Yeah, 
I think that's fair. Um, what are we looking for from Keon Johnson, whose nickname is Key per basketball reference? Um, what are we looking for in this this summer league? So one of the things I'm curious with Keon is I, I think that his best, best path to minutes is going to be kind of more in the wing position than mm-hmm. running point, just with the swath of guards that we already have. So I'm, I'm curious to see sort of how his physicality is going to translate with the other players in summer league. I mean, we've seen the athleticism. Uh, it's great. You know, yeah. he's, he's very athletic. 360 in-game dunk in high school. 48-inch uh, vertical. Yeah. Which is very impressive. 48-inch vertical. Uh, so I, I'm curious to see how that's going to translate sort of at this level against players who, you know, some from the draft will be a little bit more developed. Certainly if some second-year players are on, on league rosters, um, you know, that it'll, it'll be against different talent than, you know, freshmen in college. Yeah. Uh, so I'm curious to see how that, how that goes as well as just like physically seeing him like on the court size wise, because he's a little undersized still for the forward. I think that he could grow. I mean, he's what, like 19 years old. So yeah. it's, it's definitely possible that he'll, he'll fill out some more. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see just some nice explosive finishes. Um, and then I don't know what, what do you think, we can expect to see on the defensive end. I think that's, you know, it's something that he's talked about valuing in his game, but at the same time, it is summer league. Yeah. That's a, yeah. The being it summer league is a very big variable. I just want to see him looking good on the perimeter. Like that's what he, you know, hung his hat on in college, rightfully so. He was a really good defender from everything that we've read and watched and stuff like that. So if he's looking locked in in one-on-one possessions and he's shutting things down and he's denying passing lanes and he's making smart attempts at trying to jump passing lanes and get into transition, I think it'll be a pretty successful summer league for him. Like if he doesn't, if he has a ball in his hand, he doesn't make stupid turnovers and he plays really good defense. I think that's the best. And obviously he's going to have a couple dunk highlights for sure. I think that's the best thing we can hope for. And I think we could maybe expect it. If he averages a steal a game, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> I'm going to be all in. I'm going to be yeah. all in on Keon at that point. I think I kind of already am all in on, on Keon. Um, not really sure why, but I'm excited. I'm really excited to watch him play defense. I don't think I've ever said that about a summer league game, but I'm excited to see this 19-year-old kid play some defense. But you're right. It's really going to show, you know, the athleticism goes into that too. It's really going to show how kind of real it is against guys who are trying to make rosters, guys who just got drafted um, in a, you know, the, at this point, you kind of maybe assume that summer league is the most intense environment. A lot of these, you know, he will have played in given everything that goes into it. Um, I mean, it's huge. The hype train is, is really big in either yeah. direction for players oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, coming out of the summer league, you know, and it's, I mean, I'm not going to say it's right or wrong, because uh, it is exciting given the small sample size that we have. But yeah, I mean, that's got to be a tense, one of the most tense scenarios for a, for a guy who's, you know, barely in the league. Yeah. And barely, you know, he's 19. Um, he's barely an adult. <laughs> like, and that's no disrespect. It's just time. Um, Jason Preston, who Chris Manning just talked about. I'm really excited to see Jason Preston and Keon together. Um, I think Keon is a really good cutter from everything I've seen, which is going to be great for a passer like Jason Preston, who make like Chris Manning said, makes the smart pass. Like if it's there, he's going to make the smart pass. So I'm excited. I think we'll see some, you know, some oop connections from them. I would not be surprised. Oof, I would love it at all. If we like, see that, that's, that's all I need out of summer league. I think it's going to happen. Um, I would book it at least one um, for that. And I'm excited to see how his size translates to this environment because Preston is a bit of a smaller guy. 
He's listed at 187 Definitely. pounds, but if you watch highlights of him, he does not look like he weighs 187 pounds. Um, so I'm excited for that. And he, you know, he averaged seven boards in college. So were those kind of real effort boards or were they just kind of grabbing the loose ball? Like, I think, I think that'll be pretty telling to him in summer league as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm curious to see, I mean, just sort of what his IQ of the game is like. I mean, once again, you're not going against NBA level defenses in summer league, uh, but it'll well, still do just, it. <laughs> it'll still be cool just to sort of see uh, what his eye and feel for the game is um, at, against this competition. I, we've talked, we've touched on it before, but you know, he's, he's an interesting guy in just sort of his route to getting drafted. So yeah, um, I, I'm curious to see how that's sort of, evolved um he, how he digests the the game on the court yeah definitely chris manning will no doubt be watching um and now so we haven't talked about brandon boston jr bbjr as he's known on this podcast now this was an interesting pick he was and it's not a bad pick because it was so late he was projected to be a lottery pick and then just played really bad at kentucky and fell out of the first round projections like his shooting he shot 38 percent on twos 30 percent on threes 40% on shots at the rim, like the athleticism's there, but I mean, it's a high upside pick, right? Like I, I don't really know what to think about this pick other than op- cautious optimism. Yeah. It's a puzzle. I can't really figure out. I mean, as you <laughs> alluded to the, I mean, the efficiency is, is bad. Um, yeah. And he has not been a strong enough passer to really like offset that uh, from a distribution role. He has a Not very a Im- words. he has a very impressive pedigree on paper. I mean, he went to Sierra Canyon, uh, you know, went to Kentucky, started in 24 of the 25 games. I, I guess I'm just wondering, like, can we chalk up the lack of development in college to, to coaching? Uh, was he maybe not ready from a maturity standpoint? He is just 19 years old as well. I he mean, was also close with, you know, sadly, Terrence Clark. So I think that is something that maybe – gets overlooked in terms of someone having a bad 25 game season, right? Is yeah. You lose somebody close to you when you're 19 in a, you know, in that kind of situation. And like, you're, yeah, I don't blame you for not playing well. If you're, if you're like, yeah, no, that was really hard to work through. It's like, yeah, man, that I can't imagine. Um, but like there was interest otherwise. Like he was just such a high projected pick that there's something is there. And summer league is the perfect place for a guy like BBJR. To, to show it well and, and this might be the thing right like we talked about the pressure of summer league um and and maybe in that sort of focused environment uh it could give him an opportunity to to sort of lock in and and show something yeah. that that maybe people missed um in the draft I, one thing that does give me some hope about him is i mean the grizzlies did have interest in him uh okay. as well as another kentucky prospect olivier Saar who went undrafted and then they added him to their summer league squad. Hmm. I don't know if Grizzly scouts have an in at Kentucky. The agents, but, uh, the agents who hang out at Kentucky have an in at Grizzlies would be my best guess. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, so I don't know. I, I think it's interesting. Like I said, like the, I mean, it feels like there's, it, it feels like there's something there. It just, it didn't, it didn't happen at Kentucky. Yeah, for sure. Um, but we're we're pulling for him. The upside is definitely there. All three of these guys, really excited to watch some Summer League in less than a week. Um, again, we're assuming they're on the roster. Uh, David Machin now will probably be on the roster too. Hope he's doing well. Um, next episode, we are hopefully going to have some positive Reggie Jackson news. Let's all put the good vibes out there uh, for big government to come back. 
uh, Thirsty Thursday, talking about what we want to see more of, um, which would be maybe more moves, maybe a third center, who knows. And of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland. Big shout out to Chris Manning for coming on the show. Go follow them. We had a great episode with his co-host, Evan, talking about Ty Lue. We'll probably be linking up with them again um, later in the year. Will, where can these fantastic listeners uh, demand that their family listens to us? Uh, you can demand your family to listen to us on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Black on Clippers. It works flawlessly. Uh, you know, as always, thanks thanks for listening. If you feel so inclined, hey, leave a rating or review on iTunes. We'll definitely read it on air. We absolutely will. Please do. Really helps us out. Um, thank you all again. I have been Positive Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.